Welcome to the Vintage Church NOLA podcast. Vintage Church is a multi-church, multi-city movement of truth, love, and community. For information, visit vintagechurchmovement.com. Here is this week's message. Merry Christmas. There we go. If I've never met you before, my name is Dustin Turner. I serve as the lead pastor of Vintage Church, and I want to just share a very, 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 I promise, very short message tonight from Luke chapter 2. If you know anything about the story of Jesus and the birth of Jesus, you are probably familiar with this passage. And this passage speaks about something that is so important. It speaks about good news. Anybody wanting some good news tonight? Yeah, I'd like some really good news, right? We're all looking for good news. We're thrilled that hurricane season's officially over, amen? Uh, Many of us were looking for good news when we got our COVID vaccine or when we got that job we were hoping for or when we found out we were cancer-free, when we learned that we were pregnant, when we baptized our child this year. All of those things are really great news, But if you're like me, those snippets of good news leave me wanting more. It's like it's really good, but there's got to be something out there that's even better good news. And what I want us to think about tonight is what if there was good news that creates unending joy for all of us? Luke chapter 2 Just verses 1 through 10, it says this, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his betrothed, who was with child." And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news, good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I want you to know tonight that there is good news. The the word that the angel says when he says, I bring you good news, it's literally the word that we get gospel from. In the ancient world, when a declaration would go out from the Caesars or from some other ruler, they would call it the gospel because it was considered good news. But in the New Testament, and in the time of Jesus, that word good news, that phrase gets totally changed because it's a different kind of 
good news. Luke chapter 2, verse 11, just a verse after. What is the good news that will bring joy for all people? He says this, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Three different uh, descriptions of Jesus there. A Savior, Christ, and Lord. Jesus is Savior because there is something that every single human needs saving from. He's Christ because He is the chosen one. He's the one in whom God sent to save us. And He is Lord because He is ruling over all of creation. And the good news that we have is this reminder that we're celebrating tonight that God came to earth and put on flesh in the person of Jesus. And he lived a perfect sinless life and then he went to the cross not for his sins but for our sins. And he died. But then he rose from the grave. And now, this very moment, tonight, as we're sitting in this room, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, ruling and reigning over all of creation. That is the good news. My question for you is, have you trusted the good news? Because, you know, you can have good news, but you have to trust it for it to be good news. And the way the scriptures talk about trusting the good news is it requires three things. It requires, number one, repenting. Walking away from the way we have been living, the sin that we have been living in, the very thing that separates us from God, and then walking toward Jesus, looking to his cross, looking to his resurrection, knowing that that is what saves us, nothing else. And then confessing that faith through baptism. Going under the water, being buried with Jesus, coming up out of the water, being raised with Jesus. Have you trusted the good news? But the good news does something for us. Remember what the angel said. There is good news that creates unending joy. I thought about unending joy this week, and I thought about Christmas morning. I don't know about you when you were a kid, or maybe if you have kids now. There's this weird thing that happens on Christmas morning where it's like you buy all of these gifts, and you give these gifts, but there's like this looking for more joy. It's like you, you ever seen a kid or you yourself where you would unwrap a gift, almost throw the gift to the side, and go on to the next present, as if the next present is going to provide the joy that you're looking for. And what the angel reminds us here in Luke chapter 2 with the birth of Jesus is that there's no need to go on looking anymore. That the birth of Jesus provides unending joy for us. Why does the good news of Jesus create unending joy? Look at Luke chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. The angel says this, this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, in this song is the news for us. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, what? Peace among those with whom he is pleased. The reason that this good news creates unending joy is that it solves the problem that we could never fix. The sin that separates us from God, there's no way to fix that outside of Jesus. 
And Jesus provides a solution to a problem that is our greatest problem. I know that you have bills. I know that you have worries. I know that you have anxieties. I know that you have frustrations. But listen, the greatest problem that you have in your life is what your relationship with God looks like. And outside of a relationship with Jesus, that relationship that you have with God is severed. It's broken. It's separated. And the reason that this is good news that creates unending joy is because Jesus comes, dies for us, and makes us right with God. And so my question for you is, are you living with unending joy? But the good news is good news because there's good news that creates unending joy for all of us. Look at what he says again, the angel in verse 10. He says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The incredible news of Jesus is that the gospel is for everyone. It doesn't matter your race, your ethnicity, your gender, your orientation, your socioeconomic status, your employment status, your past. It doesn't matter anything. The gospel is for everyone. This joy is unlike maybe that time you didn't qualify for that team or that scholarship or that benefit that you were hoping to get that you just didn't seem to get. The gospel is available to you. The good news of unending joy is available to you. You just have to take it. If you're human, God loves you. And I'm thinking all of you are human, right, in the room tonight? That's what I thought. If you're human, God loves you, and he sent his son Jesus to save you. So what's holding you back from the good news? The coming of Jesus is good news that creates unending joy for all of us. I want to say that one more time. The coming of Jesus is good news that creates unending joy for all of us. I have no doubt that many of us this year have probably experienced some really bad news. Or as the year comes to a close, we're holding out for good news that we're waiting to hear about. And what I want you to remember and know tonight is that because the very reason that you and I are here tonight, the good news that every single one of us ultimately need, we have. The coming of Jesus creates unending joy for all of us. I pray that we are like the shepherds at the end of this story. I don't know if you remember what the shepherds do. But they come to Jesus, they find Jesus, and they tell Mary and Joseph everything that they've experienced. And then when they leave, they go back to what they're doing. They're shepherds. They go back to their occupation, but they leave praising and glorifying God. And as we remember this good news that creates unending joy for all of us, that is my prayer, that we would praise the Lord. So I want to do something a little bit different tonight. I want us to just take a moment as the music arts team plays, and I just want you to take some time to pray. Maybe it's for the first time 
you recognizing your need for Jesus, that there's never been that moment when you've repented and believed and you're ready to do that tonight. Maybe it's taking a moment where you're at and simply thanking God for his unending joy that he gives you. You might want to stay seated. You might want to stand. You might want to kneel. However you want to respond in this moment, take a moment and pray to the Lord.